What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. It's your boy Scott here with another fantastic episode. So um, this uh, episode is centered around this new film, all right? If you guys haven't seen it, it's called Planet Lockdown, planetlockdownfilm.com. Cannot recommend it enough. You know, I would almost say it's worth, like, pausing this episode and going and watching the movie first. Um, it's, it's really that impactful. And then you'll kind of understand what we're talking about. So in this episode is James, uh, James Patrick, who is the producer and the man behind the film. And I just got to give him so much props, man. So much props for having the courage to step out of his comfort zone and, and produce a documentary like this, you know, without really a whole lot of like filmmaking experience. Like to me, I thought this was like a very, like, this is like a huge production from a, like a professional production studio, but it sounds like it was just him going out and making it happen. So you guys, I can't recommend the movie enough, and it just stands as as a real testament to, um, you know, the historical significance of what we've been through the last couple of years, and hopefully will, uh, you know, be something that will be shared and passed down for generations so that they cannot go and say that this whole situation was anything other than what it was. So it's a great conversation, and I really appreciate James joining me and, uh, you know, for all of his courage. So if you guys want to support the show you head over to rebunked.news. So that's the website uh, for this show. Um, I encourage you to go and support and donate to Planet Lockdown at planetlockdownfilm.com. But after you're done supporting Planet Lockdown, and if you feel like supporting this show, you head over to rebunked.news. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see all kinds of different ways. You can do like a value-for-value donation, like Cash App or PayPal or Venmo and all that good stuff. They also have a way to do, there's also a way to do um, debit credit card donations if you just want to do a quick, you know, whatever donation. But also a great way to support the show is over at Subscribestar. So not doing Patreon. I'm not doing Patreon on this show because I I expect this show, you know, we're going to keep growing and eventually we're going to get to the point where the Patreon monsters are going to be like, "Eh," and they're going to cancel it. So we're just starting from the ground up with Subscribestar, which is a platform that values free speech from what I can tell. Like I know that there are some very, very, very controversial people that are on Subscribestar. So I don't think that they're going to necessarily, at least in the near future, pull the plug on our operation. So I'm building the premium content up on Subscribestar and you can go to subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked for, uh, for, for all that. Uh, I've got a few episodes up right now. I'm going to be, you know, trickling out more bonus rants and uh I'm, I'm, i want to make it like i'm recording some music right now that i'm gonna put up there exclusively and so anyway guys so rebunked or excuse me subscribestar.com forward slash rebunk to support the show with uh, premium content um, another great way to support the show is uh w- w- through truthtrs.com. so trs is an odorless tasteless spray that you just spray five times five sprays in your mouth and and it starts the process in your body of like um absorbing all of the uh, heavy metals and environmental toxins that are just being sprayed on us and going through the tap water, if you're still drinking tap water. And it basically absorbs all those out of your body and just flushes them out. And you're going to feel so good afterwards. You know, for me, it was the brain fog. Like I, I was like, I didn't even realize that that was a thing until I started taking it for about a month. And then I realized like, dude, I'm like way more like sharper, focused, more energy. I've heard all kinds of different, um, you know, anecdotes from other folks um, if you go to their Instagram page, at uh, TruthTRS, you'll see all kinds of testimonials that have been posted from people that have had a lot of success with TRS in the past, and it's fascinating, you know? So anyway, TruthTRS.com to learn more about that, and I'll tell you guys a little secret. I want to do like a whole episode on this, but uh, if you go to the bottom of TruthTRS.com, at the bottom there's a link that says, become a distributor. Now, if you have a platform, if you have like like a like an Instagram page, or if you have like any sort of place where, you know, people, you have access to like reaching people, you know, you can become a distributor as well. You know what I mean? And, uh, just by signing up through that link, the folks at truth TRS, you know, I, I, I get kickback for that. You know what I'm saying? So great way to, to like, if you want to take your financial situation to the next levels, you can sign up to be a TRS distributor and you can build a website and you can, you know, get that out there. It's great commissions. And so, and then just by doing that, you know, I, I get, I get kicked back on that too. So, um, and you get a discounted, uh, rate too. So kind of the idea, the deal is that you, in order to become a distributor, you have to order the three bottle set, which is normally like 170 bucks. I think you get it for 150 as a distributor. So you not only get a discounted rate, but you also 
get a, a link to have your own distribution network and then you can distribute it however you want and then you can start making money too so so it's kind of a cool deal uh, i stand by the product 100 percent, and just uh, go to truthtrs.com to learn more about all that so uh just real quick one more one more last thing also on rebunk.news you can see all the social media so definitely join um all the different social medias to make sure you're up to date with the show but probably the best one uh, where you're going to get the most instantaneous drops um about the show is going to be on telegram t.me forward slash rebunked pod so go ahead and join the Telegram group, and you'll see the link below, too, if you want to just click on it. But uh, hop in the Telegram. We're having all kinds of fun in there. And, uh, yep, I think that's it. Without further ado, here's James. Joining me today is James Patrick. He's a filmmaker, and he just released this fantastic, epic film. You guys, it's called Planet, Planet Lockdown. Excuse me. So you go to planetlockdownfilm.com, and you can watch the whole movie for free. And not only that, there's just so much bonus content. We're going to get into all that stuff today. So, anyway, James, Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, so uh, our mutual friend, Tina Marie from LearnTheRisk.org, put us in touch. And uh, she had nothing but positive things to say. And then I went and, and looked at your body of work. And I was just like, whoa, this is a fantastic. This is so such a huge accomplishment that you've done with this film. Um, and maybe like just before we get too far into it, I was maybe wondering if you could maybe just give us a little bit of your own personal background and kind of what maybe got you into uh, filmmaking to begin with. Um, well, I'm an author and, uh, and investigator economist. And, uh, I was so upset by what happened with, um, this whole COVID-19 saga. I, I embarked to, to make a documentary to try to, to show what, what the hell was really going on these last two years. Wow. So is this your, uh, did you have any filmmaking experience prior to this or? Uh, I made a few short films in high school and college, but this is the first like full length documentary. Wow. That's so incredible. And, you know, that's really inspiring. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I've kind of like, it's always been kind of a passion of mine, like media production, that sort of thing. Like I was going to school for it for a while back in the day, but I kind of just fell off and my life took a whole different route. And then now being like a, you know, producer of a show, now I've, I've kind of backdoored myself into learning about like video editing and sound editing and stuff. And it's kind of, it's kind of a trip. Like now I'm kind of like actually doing some of that stuff. And part of my ambition is to kind of want to venture out and make my own little feature documentaries and stuff. So that is huge. That's huge and inspiring. So you, there, I noticed that the, you mentioned not only the fact that you have like an economics background, but I know also in the film, there's a very heavy, uh, you know, you, you cover the economic side of it quite a bit. So um, what, what, what were some of your takeaways from just the economics of working on this project? Um, just the, the like global nature of all this, that, that, you know, all around the world, the same, same day, uh, we went into like a brutal lockdown and really made small, medium sized business illegal and, mm -hmm. uh, just really crippled, crippled the middle class and, and, and thrust the economy into a, like in a man-made depression. I, I think that, that, that really just struck me from the first few days that something is really wrong here, you know? Yeah, almost like they're doing it deliberately, right? Maybe they have like alternative ulterior motives. <laughs> like maybe the financial economic collapse is you know, having that be an orchestrated contrived thing is part of the plan. Like, you know, whether it's not letting a good crisis go to waste like they always say or if this was the plan all along, it seems like this is the road that that they're really driving towards and as we're kind of seeing the COVID thing, maybe I don't know, I don't want to say ending but definitely taking on a new flavor, you know, they're trying to distract us with all this other stuff, but it's definitely still there in the background. Kind of just, I feel like it's just kind of just sitting there waiting to pounce again. You know what I mean? Because they haven't, they haven't uh, milked it for everything that they can. Because I feel like the economic piece is a huge, huge piece of this. Um, did you, uh, what are your thoughts around like this? Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about the uh, digital currency type of stuff and the social credit score. Did, have you, uh, have you looked into that sort of stuff at all? Yeah, I mean, this sort of end goal appears to be having restricting people's ability to buy and sell yeah. um, with these ID platforms. So, like the 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 vaccine passports, and then uploading the the CBDCs to that passport scheme to to be able to deny people the ability to buy and sell. I mean, that that's really the 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 next frontier of our of our freedom our freedoms being being restricted and, and, and micromanaged. So I think that's really something we have to prevent at all costs. Totally. Absolutely. And uh, so I noticed you, you had a lot of uh, folks from the Mises Institute, right? And so maybe some of our folks that may be not familiar, that's the uh, like kind of the libertarian 
organization. And I know that that's a, and that's something I've been kind of looking into a lot lately myself. Like I've kind of, my eyes have been kind of awoken to that whole philosophy just in the last year. Like literally I just started (laughs) looking into it. Like I read, um, uh, the new libertarian manifesto and, uh, anatomy of state and all this stuff. Like this is all new information for me. And so, um, it's really fascinating to see that like, you know, the, the whole idea being like, we need to create like parallel economies, parallel structures, counter economies, things like that. And these are all things that like we in our, in my community here, we got involved with pretty early on, uh, you know, with like particularly the freedom cells movement. Um, we started mm-hmm. our own little freedom cells group and we kind of just started trying to network with each other. But really to me, that seems like that's the solution. That's the solution is, is creating these parallel economies and, and things that, you know, are in competition with the government, really. What are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's the sort of this just broad corruption of, of, of all of our social interactions, all the information we get, and 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 in a lot of the economy. So I think we really have to, to build those human relationships, you know, with each other that, and make them, make them really resilient to, um, to, to these sorts of assaults. So, um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, no, that's, 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 that's perfect, man. And, and when I say in competition with the government, like, it's almost like, I don't necessarily mean like we're going to be fighting the government. It's more like, you know, we're just trying to make them obsolete and irrelevant. You know, we're trying to over here, we're going to be over here thriving, doing our own thing and they can just fizzle out as they become less and less relevant in the new world. So they're almost like shooting themselves in the foot. Like the more that they just drive this thing into the ground, the more people are waking up and the more people are being activated and the more people are taking action and personal accountability in their own lives. Like everybody I know is like trying to do big things, you know, trying to do big things in their own life to take back their own autonomy, you know? And so I don't know. I feel like they've awoken the sleeping giant here. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of the, 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 the push, push so far to take away our rights and it's sort of, it, it has the effect of waking people up. So they kind of have to like, spring the trap and, and, and get us before we enough of the, enough of us wake up to it. But it's, it's definitely causing this countervailing trend. So yeah. I think more and more people are, are, are waking up and, and having their eyes open to, to, to the, what the dynamics that are really at work here, you know, at the same time, like, um, you know, a lot of people are asleep. So I think it's kind of a third of people are buying it and then third are, are not. And then a third are in the middle mm-hmm. and like, the film really, I think, helps people in the middle, you know, wake up, and then the people who are already awake, like, to not feel alone. So it's just so what's going on here. But I think if if you're really kind of believing what's going on still, two years in now, <laughs> God help you. I don't know. It's almost nothing we can do for you at this point. Like, man, if yeah. you're just waving your Ukrainian flag, just like, yeah, just like, okay. All right. I get it. I get it. You know, and I, you know, I'm agnostic about that whole situation. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's just kind of the meme of the, the day. Like, right. It's just, they went from masks to Ukrainian flags, like overnight. It's just like, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, well, let's go back a little bit. Let's take, let's take a trip back to like 2020, you know, all of this right around exactly this time last year, it was all starting to unfold. Um, what was your life like back then? Like, what were you personally, uh, working on and how was your life impacted on, um, with the whole thing early on? I mean, I was in, I was in Madrid studying and, uh, you know, got when they were going to lock the city up and saw police deploy around the num- the neighborhood I was living in. Wow. And, you know, I just, I got the hell out of there the day before they locked it. Cause I didn't want to get caught like yeah. in Madrid and Spain. So, um, yeah, I think my life was turned upside down. Like I, you know, I couldn't, just um you know the restriction of, of traveling and 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 just all these edicts and arbitrary rules get thrown up i mean it's just the most surreal thing so I, I was just so upset about it like i figured i have to do something about it because otherwise i'm gonna lose my mind and you know couldn't tell my future kids i didn't sat on my hands and didn't do anything when, when like global police state was declared absolutely so so you came back to the united states after that is that yeah okay yeah, cool. after a week or so, and I drove to France and then came back a week after that, gotcha. and then kind of was like escaping these lockdowns, um, and was a, a few steps ahead of it, but it was just like, I guess for right away, I could see it was going on everywhere, the same thing, the same behavior all the governments of the world were having in, in tandem. It was just very suspicious, like... yeah. Um, 
well, why, why, how, how could they get all these governments to behave the same way in the same days and the same talking phrases, the same creepy uh, language and, 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 and signage and, and like messaging of being distant to one another. It was just like very uh, Orwellian and surreal and, and, and did not seem to fit a normal public health response. And, and, just tip my my suspicions right away awesome yeah absolutely like <laughs> i've said it before like like pretty much very early on when they started like for me it was like when they shut down sports like the nba when they shut down the nba and i was just like oh wow this is the big one huh like this is it right here like i've been looking at this kind of stuff for a long time like bill cooper you know alex jones like come on you know i mean i've dabbled in this for for a long time and then i realized oh wow this is it holy crap <laughs> so um, that's interesting, uh, about, you know, you don't hear much about Spain, even like throughout all this whole thing. Like I'd never really, uh, heard about much in terms of Spain's reaction. I think they're kind of like, even though they're right there in Europe, they're kind of like isolated from Western malarkey, you know, like even going back to like world war one, world war two, like they were like, keep it out of it. You know what I mean? They were like, no, 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 we're doing our own thing over here. So, um, so, so Spain got pretty, they pretty much jumped right on board full blown with like activating police in the streets huh? right away. That's crazy. Yeah. They were really brutal. They were like telling people, uh, you know, men and women can have, you know, only, only men and women can leave in certain days and certain hours of the day and wow. different age groups. And Latin America was doing the same thing as well. Like they, they would say like, okay, hard lockdown for two months. And then after that, they'd say, Oh, well, if you're a man of, you know, the age of 35 to 45, you can leave from from 2 to 4 p.m. on, on Mondays and Wednesdays. And if you're a, a woman, you could leave on, on th- Tuesdays and Thursdays. I mean, it's like, what the hell does any of that have to do with the virus or something? It makes no sense at all. And they're like, I mean, just 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 all of this stuff is so insane. I mean, like, where do you even begin to, to, to talk about it? It's just like, what, what the hell does that have to do with the virus? It has nothing to do with the virus. Like That's crazy. I've never heard that, like making policies based on, gender and, and of course here in the united states like i can't even imagine the yeah. <laughs> people losing yeah. their minds over that edict <laughs> just, yeah that would never like, fly here how but like, dare in, you? like they in spain and central and south america they had this and it, it was just like surreal yeah you're right you know yeah. one ever talked about it here but it's just like if they if, if people could see that i mean they would be suspicious oh totally wow that's so crazy wow well, well, I mean, good for you for being able to get out just in the nick of time there, because that's that's crazy. All right. Well, man, like I said, I just can't give you enough positive feedback about the film. Like, it's just so professionally done. Like, I just assumed that you were, you know, you've, I was trying to look up your IMDb, like, right before this. Like, like I figured you've been making films for decades, you know what I mean? Because it's just such a polished, nice, well-presented uh, feature. And, and just the people in it, like, you just... Um, you could tell that there was a lot. This is quite the effort. So what was it like getting to meet all these folks that, that are just like, you know, leaders of this movement throughout the entire world? Like, you know, I, there were so many folks that, of course, like I've I've gotten to know just through their videos like this. It's like basically the 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 who's who like bucket list of all the people I want to interview. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, what was it like reaching out and then cultivating those relationships and then actually getting to work with all those folks? Um, I mean, it was really one thing that struck me was like just how genuine all these people were. They were, and it really comes through in the interviews. Like they're they're really honest. They're they wanted they're concerned. They're they're shaken up. They're they're scared, and they're like just speaking out against all odds. And and you know, a great personal expense. I mean, I think most of the people I interviewed were like independently wealthy or retired or if they did have a job, they were fired. So it's like very, they were, they were all just like, you, you know, a lot of the people who are retired are, are in a position where they, they could do that. But I mean, I guess what was so touching was like the, the ch- genuine truthfulness of, of, of where they were coming from and, and how that really comes out, you know, in, in the interviews that they, they were just, you know, they just feel compelled to, to speak the truth. And, and, and that just like really touches your heart. So I think I was quite touched and, and moved by, by meeting all these people and, 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 and really just hearing their, their calls to the world, their pleas to the world to, to wake up and, and, and just realize that something very wrong was going on. 
Absolutely. Well, give us kind of a rundown about some of the folks that you had the chance to talk with just to kind of build some excitement. Yeah, so I got, um, I mean, Bishop Schneider for the of Kazakhstan uh, talking about what, what does this mean? Is it kind of a new order? Um, like, uh, Mike Eden, if, uh, senior, uh, Vice President of Pfizer for 16 years. Um, Alexandria henry Ancal, the former research director of the French NIH. Um, Wolfgang Vodarg, his former public health official and doctor and, and member of parliament who blew the whistle in the 2009 swine flu scam. Uh, they redefined what a pandemic was to take out mm-hmm. the, the phrase many sick and dying. Um, to, let's see, I had uh, Lillian Held-Kawam explaining the context of like globalization or are we all like she she kind of told me we're like we're already living in a world government but we think we're still in countries and that all the countries are behaving the same way at the same time so we're really dealing with the world policy and um let's see i had Catherine austin fitz on the economy but explaining the big picture of the central bankers and um let's see who else is there there's like there's so many people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like obviously all the Mises Institute folks, which were, had some really great perspectives on it. And then uh, like Reiner Fulmick, like he's doing big things over in Germany. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Sugrit Bhakti, who's uh, the most published microbiologist in German academic history. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Knut Vikowski, he was this uh, Rockefeller University epidemiologist for 20 years. Um, he kind of goes into flattening the curve. And, and, and does this make any epidemiological sense? Like curves are like three-week thing. And yet we're like two years into like a curve. <laughs> like it just it yeah. doesn't make any sense, you know. And then like so. the, the Czech prime minister, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was powerful too. You know, he's like literally saying like, you guys – need to be very cautious when you're being confronted with government mandates like this. Like, this is like literally history. Like since this, I've, I've kind of, you know, it's activated me personally. I've opened my eyes and opened my mind to so much stuff. Like I've listened to all these audiobooks and read all these books. I never probably would have had interest in like reading like Gulag Archipelago, like Archipelago. I was just like, Oh my God, like so many overlaps of what we're seeing right now with like, like literally the, the gulags of Soviet Russia. It's just insane. And when you have people from, you know, former Soviet Union from that region telling you, hey guys, you really should be cautious about what's happening in your communities right now, then it's time to start waking up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the relationship of like the communist period to today, because that, you know, having researched World War I and World War II and, 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 and the, the genocides of the 20th century, um, that that really alarmed me because if we we're probably dealing with the same forces that caused those tragedies, yeah, and and now they could be doing it in a global level where there's no escape. It's not like you could flee the Soviet Union and come to the West. Like here is the same policy everywhere, and like if if they're if we if we go down that dark road, like y- you know, there's no escaping it. You know, there's no nowhere on earth where you free or could you avoid the COVID issue through this, you know? So that, yeah. that's what I think is, was the most alarming thing that, that scared everybody. It was like the sense of like not being able to escape it. So I, that was like this rolling theme throughout making this is everyone was freaked out. Like, where do I go? What country can I, can I flee to that, yeah. that like isn't facing this? And like, th- there was nowhere. I mean, there was like Belarus, you know, and like Tanzania. I mean, you know, there's like, this is the two countries that were, really openly not doing it but i mean i don't know it, all, all in all in the end i think the u.s and, and mexico have been the most open um yeah. so we a lot, i think that's the one thing americans don't realize is quite how much more open u.s has been through all this and just how brutal it's been everywhere yeah so it's true yeah. it's really true yeah yeah that's sort yeah, of i'm here in oregon and uh, oregon's been pretty much one of the more restrictive states for sure. But even mm-hmm. within that, you know what I mean? Like I've just kind of like been ruminating about it. It's like, yeah, they, they hassle you a lot, but I still haven't worn a mask in probably like a year and a half. I was working a job where I had to there for a while, but like I haven't had to wear one in the store for since very, the very acute phase in 2020 where they were like literally like tackling people and like removing you from the store without a mask. You know what I mean? Like I almost got jumped by a security guard here for not wearing a mask, like in just a grocery store. It's crazy, but they kind of calmed down, I think. But uh, yeah, Oregon's been pretty rough, but at the same time, you know, it's not like it's not like being enforced. Um, probably the most enforcement has just been peer to peer, like other 
people in the world will yell at you and just other customers, but you know, you just kind of laugh that off. But like, <laughs> um, if, if you're, if you're willing to talk about it, like what, what part of the United States are you in or are you from? Uh, the East coast. Okay. It, How's it been in yeah. your community? Has it been kind of, I mean, I think like everywhere it's like the people in the cities are more brainwashed than the people in yeah. the country. It's like, it's, I think it's just a, a function of like how much TV they're watching, you know? Oh, totally. And they, and it's sort of like that's that's what's been really nuts is like seeing the cities just decay into chaos and then and then just mindless drones, you know, like in, inflicting harm on themselves, you know. And then you go out in the in the countryside and people don't really buy it. They have more common sense, um, but they don't know necessarily what the hell is going on in the big picture of it. They're just like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense. It's a flu. Da da da. da. You're like, no, but, and it's this huge global like takeover. And like, I think a lot of Americans have, have some, some, some hunch about that, you know, but I think like what, what my film can help people do is like understand the gravity of it and like the, the, the full spectrum of what's happening here from the economic to political, spiritual, scientific, and like kind of summarize it in, in just an hour and a half. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. It's very yeah. concise and just very effective, very powerful. And then if they want more, like, tell us about all the bonus content that you have. Like, to me, that was like, I've never seen that in a documentary before. So, yeah, you have the prepackaged documentary, but then the bonus, the way that you presented the bonus material, tell us about that. Yeah, so every single interview I give away in full. And really, the, the situation was moving so quickly. I just, like, was like, shit, I got to get these things out. And, like, so just started giving away the full interviews over a year prior to the film being released. And those got tens of millions of views. Yeah. So so the film kind of was, like, preceded by the, this interview series. And and I just really shot it all in this, like, real verite, you know, over-the-shoulder, over the kind of, like, it's a little shaky. Like, you're, you're in the room talking with the person, the people. Yeah. So you really feel like you're sitting in the room with, with, with Bhakti or Vodarg or, or, or Kanivikowski and you're like talking to them and, and, and you have this kind of personal moment with them. And so I think that, that, that it's, yeah, it's the only documentary I think that people gave away the full interviews in yeah. advance of the release of the actual film. So it forms like this public resource for people to, to, to understand, you know, really the big picture. So, yeah. I mean, just that, that's so huge. That's so huge because like you guys, you can, so everybody listening, you can go to planetlockdownfilm.com and you can watch the film. It's a beautifully produced film. It's so, it's so incredible. Like I can't say enough positive things about it, but then at the top, you just click uh, the actual interviews and you could literally go in and watch each one of the interviews that like is cut and edited into the film, the entire, the entire thing, each, like each one, like hour long, you know what I mean? It's incredible. I've never seen it presented that way. So it's just this, just a huge resource, huge resource. Yeah, so, and I'm continuing. Awesome. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to do more interviews, and now doing a lot of in the U.S. So, just Good. did Malone and McCullough and uh, Jensen again. Cool. So, really getting that, getting it out, out there. I mean, it's just such a big subject. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. And and you know what? They're good. Good job. Good for you. Like, I really hope that you keep keep pushing because. As we've as we're seeing right now, they're going to try and sweep it under the rug. They're going to try and distract us or, or evolve it into a different narrative somehow or another. But it's important that we just keep the focus on them. Be like, no, 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 you don't get to get away with this. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, and then, um, you know, and, like I even heard now, like when you take a, an airline flight in the U.S., they have all this uh, vaccine passport language in the contract of the tickets. Like, wow. half the states in the U.S. have have created a vaccine passport app. Um, like in Louisiana, the name of it is the LA wallet. Like they're already talking about putting the money on, on these wallets and, and really restricting your ability to buy and sell. So like, this is not going away. This is, this is, they're, they're still, they're creating this distraction, this war and, and, and changing the subject, but the, the, the agenda is not changing. So I think they're trying to take the wind out of, out of the skeptics or, Oh no, it's over. You know, we didn't mean it. Da, 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 da. Now COVID's over. Da, da, da. I mean, it's not over. Like this is, the assaults on freedom have, have, have been made and, and, and we need to like hold our ground and, and, and repeal all these incursions on our freedoms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, have you ever heard of the, yeah, just to that point, um, like they have like an entire division of like the intelligence agency uh, venture capital firms, like here, I'll show you here real quick. I just started using StreamYard and, I'm, I'm, and I forgot I had this really cool feature where I can do like a screen share. See if this will work here. Um, 
Oh, man. Hold on. Okay. Let's see if we can do this. Okay, can you see that? Yeah. Okay, so this is the, this is a, it's called Be Next, BeNext.org, which is a subsidiary of InQtel. So InQtel, IQT, this is the venture capital firm, and what they do is they provide funding for um, intelligence agencies locally here in the United States. So IQT is the venture capital firm for, like, the CIA, NSA, like, these guys provide the uh, the funding for, um, <clears throat> you know, up-and-coming agent, like, companies that may have investment, op- or, you know, technology that they want, right? And so they have this thing called Be Next, BeNext.org, which is headed up by Tara O'Toole, who is the lady who is in charge of like Event 201 and all this stuff. So it's just like super deep state. And literally, they just have this entire division of folks that are investing deep into, <clears throat> you know, COVID. Like this just, this just tells you right here that it ain't going anytime soon because they're investing all that they have <clears throat> into this biosecurity state infrastructure. So BeNext.org is just like super crazy. So yeah, I mean this 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 language of like, oh, you're muted now. Oh, okay, coming go. back, coming back. There we go. Okay, yeah, just just they they call it like kind of biosecurity, you know, and then like merging these like pandemic threats with like this national defense bio biosecurity. Like Gates is definitely talking a lot about that in the five years before all this that mm-hmm. having or biosurveillance security apparatus and and basically now setting the precedent of, of, of sticking pokers in you and needles in you and and just this setting this legal precedent to sort of get inside your body um, is, is normalizing it like you know so I think also with children and schools and employees at work I mean just the the dark precedent this is setting is just like overwhelmingly ridiculous, unscientific and, and perverse. Yeah, you know, it absolutely is. And, 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 you know, it's profit driven too, you know, whether we see that from the pharmaceutical side or uh, you see just like private industries trying to innovate in the direction of, okay, so how can we capitalize on this? You know, what, it doesn't matter what your corporation is. Like I have a friend who <clears throat> works at an organization that they do like, they help like construction companies make sure that they are, you know, compliant with, you know, green laws and like environmental policies and stuff like that. And, uh, that person was, my friend was telling me how their whole, they've started a whole new division on how to like retrofit buildings with like air purifiers that's specifically for COVID. So now they've got this whole new division that is profit driven. That's based on their ability to sell like COVID-19 stuff to companies, you know what I mean? And so it's just like all these companies are, they're innovating in two directions. I I see it. Like they're innovating in ways to capture your data and then also to like maximize uh, and exploit the whole COVID situation. It's just, it's crazy. (laughs) So it's like this whole new economy that we've created. Yeah, we really don't need <laughs> like surveillance, uh, these ridiculous theatrics about like our safety. I mean, this is not mm-hmm. making us safe to, to, to screw us over this hard and, and get us to do ridiculous things that don't make sense and, and things that are just irrational. I mean, just like the level of insanity that we've seen people been put through this sort of like collective psychosis of like mm-hmm. ridiculous behavior is just in, intolerable. I mean, people got to say no to this and, and, and refuse to do it. And like, you know, it's like everyone's like, oh, well, I'll just put up with it like this or I'll just do this because of that. Or if I only do this, then they'll leave me alone. Like, that's not how it works. Like, if someone's torturing you and abusing you and the more you submit to it, the, the more bold they get. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's this sort of element of like um, of theatrics, all this that that they keep like pushing the bar and pushing the bar and getting people to do crazier and crazier things. And like, mm-hmm. it's definitely been, it been weird seeing people like, um, just dig in further, you know, the, the crazier it gets, they'll keep, they'll do it more and more and more just to, just to fit in. Cause otherwise they have to admit that like their entire worldview is collapsed. And it's like a, really like a cult, you know, I oh, did one with CJ Hopkins in Berlin, like, uh, where we talked about that. Um, that, that one's not on the, interview list but you know the he called it he wrote an article called the covidian cult mm. and the branch covidians you know it's just Covidians, like, yeah the cult like quality to all this is so so apparent you know yeah absolutely you know um 
Yeah, it's it's just insane. Like like it's, and I'm and we, we've seen it in our own lives. I'm sure everybody has that one person that you know you're always friends with, and all of a sudden this happened, and it's like what happened? It's like this this fracturing of society. You know, it's um, but we, but we know that the divide and conquer strategy is just something that they've utilized forever. I mean, this goes all the way back to like ancient times. They've known that the divide and conquer strategy is the best way to control and subjugate a population, and it seems like they've just perfected it. You know through technology, through our screens, and a lot of times I don't even think we're aware of it, you know? I've always wondered, and I've talked about this before on the show too, like, you know, I wonder if, like, you know, my experience on my phone is catered to me specifically to cre- to create in me the type of person that needs to be on this side. Like, they obviously for this, for this to work, they need people over here doing what we're doing, and they need people over there doing what they're doing. And so I'm just wondering, like, how much of this was, like, was I selected in the beginning? Okay, this guy's going to be a lockdown protester, and these folks over here are going to be Antifa. And then was my feed specifically curated to kind of mold me into that person that they were trying to make me be? And so I always have to, like, take a step back and just look at it and be like, okay, so why do I believe what I believe? Am I Have I arrived at this conclusion because my phone's telling me to? Or, or have I just, like, or am I taking, a, like, an actual approach, a logical approach to this? And I think I've realized that, okay, I feel like I have looked into this extent. Like, do they, do they, do those folks, do they read medical studies? Do they um, interview doctors and scientists? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Are we just living in a Truman show? Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think definitely, like, opposition was anticipated, you know, and, like, I think, mm. so in that sense, in that sense, like, us us talking about it was, was, was uh anticipated but like that we still have to go forward and and, and fight it yeah. you know it, it is it it does feel like that that sometimes um you wonder about the opposition you know is it is there are there elements controlling it or, or is the narrative being pushed like like one thing that really irritates me is just like people only talking about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. it's like i really don't want to be sitting in a gulag talking about ivermectin anymore i'm like so tired of hearing about ivermectin and it's like and then you know so a lot of people are like oh no well we got to talk about the ivermectin because you know that's that's just like early treatment and, and i'm like is 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 the virus the issue i mean it's the civil rights issue like they're taking our rights away and like it's not about ivermectin or about covid19 it's about like the infringements on our rights and the virus is the excuse. It's the cover story to distract us and scare us enough to go along with this shit. And it's like, so I'm, I'm really like, I'm, I'm really tired of talking about this, this like flu like illness and, and, you know, and, and just going over the same three things with ivermectin. It's just like, it's really not the issue, but, um, that's that's great. That's fantastic. It's almost like one of those arguments that just keeps us trapped and bogged down, on the battlefield and we can't, we can't like break free of that. And you're right. You're hundred percent right. Like this is literally about, you know, our God given rights as human beings, you know, like these are things that are just self evident in the fact that how inalienable they are. Like you don't have the right to come in here and just tell me what I have to inject on my body, in my body or where on my face. Like that is not something that you have the right to do. And that one gentleman in the movie, such a great point where it's like, okay, and this is just like, you know, libertarian philosophy here. And just, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like you don't, this, cause I don't have the right to tell like if James, like I don't have the right to go up to you and say, Hey, you need to inject this into your body. How there, therefore do I have the authority to delegate that to a different body just through my vote? Then, then that body, the government is therefore yeah. able to tell you to inject it in your body. So I can't delegate and give away an assigned rights that I don't as an individual have. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, just in getting people to think about that, like what is ethics, what is liberty, like do I own my own body? You know, people are like, oh, the vaccines work, they don't work, and da da da. Like Alessandro, this this lawyer in Rome, I interviewed, he's like, it's not even about if the vaccines work or not. It's like nobody has the right to to in, in, infringe and, and invade someone else's body, and like that 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 precedent is 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 a is a total upending of our whole concept of like owning your own body and your own property. If, if you're, if you don't own your own body by definition, you're a slave. And like, you, you know, we, we've already had our, we already have a really uh, unhealthy relationship with the government where they can take your, your productive work. You, you know, they get a cut of your labor 
and you know, and without doing shit for you for it. So like by definition, we're already kind of a slave, like an in income tax. They, they still have part of your money and then, you know, they get a cut whether or not like, you know, they, they lift a finger or not. Like that's already a, a hegemonic, you know, master slave relationship. And now it's like, Oh, and slave boy, you get injected and you get, you have to do this and jump through these hoops and, you know, pat your head up and, and, and pat your belly and act, do this ridiculous theatrics. I mean, it's like, it's like ritualizing our servitude, you know, it's just, it, 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 anyway, it's just very apparent to me that like, so anyway, the film, I, I get into that kind of mm-hmm. broach these kind of philosophical points in the, in the, I think the second third of the film. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's fantastic. Um, and then you talked a little bit about the spirituality. Like one of the one of my favorite lines in the whole movie, I think it was Catherine Austin Fitz that said it. She said, uh, all of this will ultimately fail because it is just so against nature itself. And I was like, God, that makes so much sense. Like this whole thing, it's all built on lies. It's all built on deception. And it's being propped up through... Uh, you know, malicious means like censorship and deplatforming and 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 coercion, like these things go against nature. You, like nature isn't coercive; nature just is. You know, and so all of these things, in order to keep this narrative propped up the way it is, are literally things that are just defying nature, and therefore it has no hope of standing. You know, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I mean, I think like truth and 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 love and the meaning of life are, are, are when you're in alignment with it and you're really true to yourself, you know, it's, it, it, it has a naturally, it's like natural law. I think when you, when, 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 I don't know what's happening is against, against natural law. It's again, it's, it's for these dark, dark ends. So, um, I don't know. What were you asking? About? <laughs> like, oh no, just, just your thoughts on just like the spiritual nature yeah. of this, I guess, like to really to boil it down. Yeah. Like this is a, this is become evident that this is a spiritual battle. Like there's so much, yeah, uh, like, yeah. like we need, we're called on now to, to really act in conscience, to do what's right and, and true, even if it's unpopular, even if, even if you might, you know, suffer in the short term, like the meaning of life is more than just like, just, physical comfort i mean it's like living acting in conscience doing what's right um you know can you live with yourself if you if you're if you torture other people just because you're being asked to like if if someone says shoot these other people are you going to pull the trigger and then and then regret it or are you going to do what's right and say no so i think like there's definitely an element of like to all this that that we're being asked to do things that we know are wrong and we're being asked to 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 forge our own chains and so it's like a lot of times this I, I almost feel like we're being asked to take these injections and do all these things that, that are really against our interests and, and dangerous. And so, um, y- you know, I, I wonder sometimes whether this is like an intelligence test or an ethical mm-hmm. test. We're being asked, we're being asked to hurt ourselves. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and if we don't, you know, we, we have a free will to choose and, and getting us to do things with our own free will to do these horrible things is, is sort of like, appears to be the way this is being done. I don't know know if I'm being clear with that, but like, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it's like, and I have a very rudimentary understanding about these things, but like I've heard, like they say that like the devil doesn't like the devil can't physically like kill you. It cannot like stab you and kill you. But what it does is it tricks you into killing yourself. Right. That sort of thing. Yeah. Getting you to do it is getting someone to do something in their own free will against their own interests is, 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 to, to totally dominate the person. Like, you know, 1984, yeah. they go like, how many fingers am I holding up? It's yep. four. And, and, yep. and getting you to say, yeah, it's four. And, uh, you know, and, and theatrically act that out. Uh, and then, you know, people doing it and then giving all these excuses about why they did it. All these things that don't make sense, you know? Um, yep. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's a way of psychologically dominating the person. Yeah, and Absolutely. Yeah, and then like you, you get them to dominate and slave themselves, and then like how how can the few control the many? And and, and the, the, there's this great book from the 1500s called uh, "The Politics of Obedience" by this yep. by Etienne de Labossi, and he says like, yep. you know, how do the few control the many? It's like they get them to enslave themselves to to, to let themselves be governed by tyrants. Yeah, I've I've read portions of that book. I love that book so much. Um, I like there's a part in there that says like, okay, so you if you have a whole group of like thousands of cities right if you have thousands of people in thousands of cities that are being dominated by one man and those people don't rise up to defeat that man like what do we call that is there there's not even a word 
that exists in in this realm that describes like cowardice is not str- a strong enough word. Like we don't even have a word to describe how awful that is. And it's just like, damn, well, that's a good point. <laughs> like it is your yeah. duty and obligation to resist these things in, 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 in peaceful ways. You know what I mean? That's why since day one, you know, it's been, it's like, like one of our, er, one of my early episodes I ever helped produce right after the whole COVID things popped out. Like we were like, you know, the thumbnail for the episode was the the scene of like Neo in the matrix where he's sitting up with his shaved head and unplugging himself from the pods and looking down and there's that whole row of pods. Right. And the caption was like the whole title of the episode and the caption was like, man, we could have stopped this when it was just about the masks. Literally. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like we can't give up. Like I saw the mask for what it was. It's like, this is us relinquishing our sovereignty and giving up ground. And and once we give up that piece of ground, they're going to keep pushing and keep pushing. And sure enough, what did they do? They pushed us all the way back, you know? And now we're like, at least in Oregon, like my career is no longer available to me because I won't take the injection, you know? And I'm, I'm re- relocating to a different state here very shortly to, but, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they, I was like, no, you guys, we have to push back on the mask because today it's the masks. Tomorrow it's the shots. The next thing it's your job. And next thing, you know, and we're seeing this, this play out, you know? So anyway. Was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like you're not being asked to like go to war and like get, you know, get shot at. I mean, really, if you just don't comply with these things, then, then they don't work. I mean, so it's like it, it, just the, the, it's such an important point is to not, not comply. Like you, you not, not do things against your own interest. Like, not to hurt yourself. I mean, it's it's not like you have to go run out and, and 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 do all these crazy things. I mean, it's really just not not complying with it. If if the if the many don't comply, it doesn't work. Exactly. So very empowering, you know. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So the politics of obedience. Um, definitely recommend you guys go read that. In fact, there's a guy I've discovered recently. His name's John Loth. L O T H E. He's got a YouTube channel. And uh, he, what he does is he just reads these these books, and he has like an audio book format. Like right now, I'm listening to his uh, "Tragedy and Hope" by Carol Quigley. I'm listening to to that on audiobook. And he just reads it, and and I know "Politics of Obedience" is one of the books that he's read. So if anybody's interested, definitely go check that out. So yeah, Institute site too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, okay. It, it's uh, okay. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So one of the things that I think is so important about the work, the type of work that you're doing is what we're doing here is we're creating like a historical record in real time of the events that happened here. Cause like when this whole situation opened me up to like, you know, just the idea of like the vaccine arguments in general. And I went back and looked at a lot of stuff in terms of like, you know, that was, that was like kind of the last, one of the last veils that fell off of my eyes was the fact that there was so much that the pharmaceutical companies have done over the years to kind of like, you know, corrupt the society. And it's just, and then the, the vaccine whole argument is a huge huge one. And one of the things that I did is like, I've seen like a chart where like, it's like the polio vaccine is kind of the go-to one that everyone refers to. Oh yeah. Vaccines cured polio. Right. And when you look at the actual trend, it like, it goes like here through the fifties and then it drops. And then it's like, okay, so here's where they actually, the vaccine was introduced. Like when it's like at the bottom of the, and I was like, well, that's crazy. Like I wonder, and I actually, so it's the CIA that kept those records ironically. And like, I went back in the archive and like looked at those data points year. Okay. Here's the percent year. Here's the percent and charted out myself and looked at it. And sure enough, like that is what I saw as well, you know? And and then, okay. And then here's the year the vaccine was introduced. And literally like the data, it shows and proves that polio was all but eradicated when the vaccine was introduced, you know, but they still were able to run and change and run with that story in such a way that like, you know, everybody's just such in the collective conscience that vaccines cured polio period. You know, and the iron lines and the fear of the polio and like, I, you know, you go look it up and it's just not, it was a totally overblown, exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But, but see yeah. like the work that you're doing with this film, um, this is going to make it so that it cements it in history. It cements it. The fact that like, you know, they can say whatever they want in textbooks 20 years from now, but no, this stands as a historical record while it was happening as to what was happening. So, you know, um, do you have faith moving forward or do you have hope for what we're going through right now based on how deep in this you've been? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't have, yeah. <laughs> right now. I think, yeah, just, just, I think people need to think clearly and, and, and just ask the tough questions. Does this make sense? Like nothing we've been told makes any damn sense. And like, 
it, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just been so, it's been so cuckoo, like seeing people fall for such simple tricks. I'm like, mm-hmm. or like the, the fact that these, these tests, these tests are frauds are driving the case numbers of the tests and making people scared about asymptomatic when this has never been present in any med- in medical history, testing healthy people, telling you healthy people are sick. Everyone who's healthy is an enemy and a potential threat. I mean, telling you there's a pandemic when I haven't heard a sneeze or a cough in two years. I mean, it's just insane. Like pandemics are like when like 20% of the people are sick. And, and, and here we've had like fractions of a percent of people with a, with a with common cold. They're like these flu like symptoms that are common to, 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 that everyone has every year. And it's just like conflating the definitions of things. And now we're seeing like the, you know, they're saying like, Oh, you know, you could get myocarditis from the flu, you know, or like that conflating, like, vaccine injury symptoms with like allegedly COVID symptoms and just confusing that in the, in the, in the medical industry when, and then also in the public mind, like all the, all these stupid articles now saying like, Oh, you could get a heart attack by like making your bed or cooking waffles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, like, yeah. Breathing <laughs> so too much, breathing too deeply will cause, or, or Vladimir <laughs> Putin is probably responsible for most of the heart attacks I think currently. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's insane. You know, I'm okay with that. Like the harder they push, the more people are going to wake up. It's great. So I did have a couple questions for you. So one of the things I talk about a lot on the show is like, you know, I always encourage people if you have like this, because, you know, a lot of people that listen to the show, like they're avid podcast listeners. And I'm always like, if it's within you and you want to like, you feel this desire to like start your own podcast, like do it. And I've had a lot of listeners who have started their own podcast and I'm not going to take any credit for that, but it's just like, you know, my buddy Adam, like he was a listener and then. He eventually started his own show called Deborah Gets Red Pilled, which is a fantastic show. Uh, maybe I'll get you plugged in with those folks. But uh, anyway, so <clears throat> I'm always encouraging people to like like follow their passion. If it's something that speaks to you deep down, if you want to do it, do it. And for me, you know, kind of my journey, part of me, it's like I really want to do like what James did. I really want to like start making like something like this. And I've got ideas. Like one of the things I want to make a movie about is like how – coming from being a person in recovery from like substance substances. And like, I want to make a documentary, like highlighting and featuring like what, how this thing has impacted people in recovery and just like the addiction, people that struggle with addiction, you know, how, how this has impacted them, but I don't even know where to start. So as a filmmaker, like what, what were some of your first steps to kind of get the ball rolling? I mean, I just did it. I mean, I just got the equipment, you know, and got first in the equipment and just set out and just started doing it. I mean, like anything in life, you just got to start doing it. Great. That's awesome. So so that was my next question. So what kind of camera do you use? Because it looks so nice. Yeah, the uh, FX9, the Sony FX9. FX9. Yeah, they got these FX3, 6, and 9. They're they're really good cinema line cameras. Dude, awesome. Okay. FX3, 9 is the AMB camera. Cool. I'm going to do some crowdfunding maybe here eventually, but yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, <clears throat> and, and, uh, so, uh, let's see here. Oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, so I just saw a post that scrolled across my feed that you're going to be at float fest. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be there too, man. That's so cool. I just got my ticket a couple of weeks ago and I'm planning a road trip, uh, as a part of my relocation, I'm going to be swinging through Texas. So I'll see you there, man. Like, like, so tell us what, uh, what's going down at float fest. Um, it's, I, I just I just learned about the thing in the last the last month or so, but yeah, it's a nice like libertarian kind of freedom loving uh, festival where people get together and you know with like minds and so yeah, excited to be going. Yeah, but you but you're screening your film there, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Are, are you yeah. doing any sort of presentation in addition to that at all, or? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll see you there, man. That's so cool. Like, uh, this will be my first time meeting so many of the folks like so many other other speakers and so many of the other folks that are involved with it. You know, I've been on podcasts with them. I've talked to them. I've interacted with them online so much. And then it's going to be like the first time I've been able to meet all of them. So anybody listening, you guys floatfest.com. It's like the last weekend of April on into the first couple of days of May. Like you guys come check it out. It's going to be legit in Goss, Texas. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but go to floatfest.com to learn more folks. Like it's going to be off the hook. <laughs> yeah, where so is it? See. What uh, I think it's Goss, G A U S E, Texas. Gee, I'm not okay, sure exactly Goss. what part of the state that is, but I know it's in Texas. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome. 
So uh, let's see. So you're working on part two currently. How is that? How's that going? Or is this a part two or is it kind of a, a follow up or, or how are you packaging well, it? I'm continuing the interview series and then uh, working on another film on, on, on like what's going on with the kids in the schools. Oh, okay. Like probably the most disturbing part of this is the mental conditioning of the students in the schools. Just, um, just this, this regimentation of, the, of people's minds and, 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 it, that, that's that's what's always so troubling is seeing like parents and a kid walking in the street and the kids got a mask and the parents don't because they've been just screamed at to to wear a mask for eight hours a day and and um, there's a cool uh, some moms I just talked to from from Iowa called the Iowa Mama Bears and they they were they were Ooh. fighting this and, and got got the mask taken off just kids in Iowa uh, wow and just hearing some of their stories about. I mean, one kid uh, I, I heard about, his, he got epoxia, like brain damage. He didn't have oxygen going to his brain because he was playing basketball uh, for, for two hours straight with a mask on, and it, it causes part of his brain to die. And another girl like, had a staph infection on her face. Apparently, a lot of kids are getting, like, cavities, hmm. like explosions of cavities because of bacteria in, in their mouth from wearing the mask all day. So just just – there's just a massive insensitivity and, and it's just disgusting what these, these teachers and, and schools have been doing to kids in the name of safety. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. They've been real cowards and, and just abusive to these children just because they were asked to be. And you don't, you know, you, there's no reason for them to be doing that. And, and it's just, it's, it's so frustrating that they don't think it before treating, mistreating these children like that. So, uh, and then the historical context of where, of where this you know, of of the regimentation of, of people's minds in the school system leading up to this. And now they just took these same themes and, and ratcheted them up to this real extreme level. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it all starts in the school, you know, and, and again, talking about just the activation of people. I know so many folks in our community because, yes, here in Oregon, I'm in Eugene, which is kind of like, you know, Portland's a little little brother. You know what I mean? Like, so you have Portland, which is just notorious for being just off like out of its mind, right? <laughs> For the most part. I know lots of good people in Portland, but Eugene is kind of a, the same persuasion. And so, yeah, the kids, all my friends, you know, I don't have kids, but my friends with kids, I've, I've seen firsthand like how they've, you know, had to deal with this. And, and, and but the good news is it's like <clears throat> through our networking and through our um, <clears throat> building little parallel economies, like they've, they've, they've found, uh, you know, <clears throat> alternatives and like little pod learning. There's a school in Southern Oregon called the Roots Outdoor School, you know, these are things that were just kind of born up out of this. And so, you know, I think there's a lot, there's just so much positivity happening. Like, like I'm sure you're like, <clears throat> I'm sure you can relate to this. Like your life has been transformed in such a positive way out of all this. That's the way I like to look at this. Like I would not, I would not be here right now on a show talking with you if it wasn't for this situation. Like this, this, this brought us to this new place where now we're forging a new path and we're, 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 we're just pouring positivity into the world, you know, and they can demonize us all they want. You know what I mean? Like, and they, they just can't, <clears throat> they can't, they can't hold us down because we're on this path of that, that, that was born out of all this chaos. So I'm, I'm excited about all that. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. I think when you, when you, when you step up and you, and you say no and, and you put yourself out there and like all these good people emerge and, and you build all the, you know, you lose some friends that, that, that have like fallen and succumbed to these things, but you also gain a lot of, of other friendships and, and relationships that, that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And, and on a deeper level, when you, when you really say no and you do what's right, you, you meet other people doing the same. And then, and you know, it's sad losing this, some of those relationships, but you yeah. gain all these others. So it's, totally. it's really a, a fulfilling thing doing what's right. I mean, it really kind of touches your heart. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. I, I completely agree. You know, it's kind of funny, like, like speaking of that, like I was, uh, I did a live stream yesterday where I was telling all the folks, so like, all right, guys, here's your homework. You need to go uh, watch Planet Lockdown, you know, because I'm going to be dropping an episode of James this week. And uh, in that, like, I was also part of the episode. I was showing them uh, different search tools that they can use. And um, I was kind of juxtaposing the two, like Google versus this other search engine called Yandex, which I just discovered. That's like a, the, it's like a Russian based one. So it's hilarious. So you get like results that they get in Russia, which is, you know, obviously going to be the complete opposite of what we get here. <clears throat> and I kind of juxtaposed it in the sense that, uh, like I typed in, I showed them like, all right guys, I'll watch this. If you type in 
Planet Lockdown Movie into Google, what's going to be your first search result? And the first search result is some stupid Forbes magazine, like, you know what I mean? Have you seen that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the Forbes magazine wrote something like, oh, it's misinformation. It's like, okay, buddy, whatever you say, buddy. Like, guarantee he didn't even watch the movie, right? But then you go to, like, you go to, like, Yandex, you type in Planet Lockdown Movie, bam, your website pops up right at the top. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, that guy if you look at his bio, he's got Gates grants and I mean he's just really? a total problem. Yeah, the guy and he writes all these attack pieces on all and several of the people I interviewed and like wow. and the and the girl who wrote the Washington Post piece too, like I I went and interviewed the New Jersey gym guys and then I, I mm. looked them up and like some attack piece she wrote on them was up there too. It's like they have the same assholes at all these newspapers writing the attack pieces only, you know. So it's just it's not professional and, and just like how they're, they're just loose with the facts and not just totally misleading people. And I mean, yeah. she sent me this email like, Oh, would you like to comment? We're writing a piece that you're, you're a scumbag. And wow. I was like, you know, like yeah, how do you did, you, did you have any sort of interaction with them at all? You, the Washington Post journalist is like, Hey, we're writing this article like tomorrow. And like, we're, we're saying you're a total piece of shit. Like, what would you like to comment? And I'm like, shouldn't we be able to debate this? I think I said in there, like, shouldn't we be able to debate something that's so dear to all of us? Like yeah. it affects us all so dearly. Like, so they did, she did include that line, but it was just like, I mean, just the mindlessness of it. Like, how are you supposed to just take this line down? You know, I mean, just like, Oh, we're going to take everything from you and you're going to be our little bitch. And then like, Oh, you should just take it and like submit and don't ask any questions and shut up. You know I mean? It's like, no, like that's not, I didn't fucking sign up for this. Like, yeah. this is not, this is not the world I want to live in. I'm not going to take that. And, and hell no, I'll die fighting this thing, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you know? Absolutely. It's like, like the, the Streisand effect or whatever. What is it? It's just like any, any, there's no such thing as positive or negative press. Like, it's just like, you know, if your name's in the news in the headlines with bad press, it's just like the old philosophy of like, well, your name is in the headlines. So bam, you know, whatever, you know, and like back to what we were saying earlier, you know, we're right, you know? the world is starting to wake up to the fact that this, these are just like, you know, inalienable principles. These are just principles. Like you can't, they're almost not up for debate in a lot of ways. And and the fact that they're having to go through all these hoops in order to justify it, you know, they're, they're exposing themselves in the process so they can write all the hit pieces we want. Like we can just sit back and just be confident in the fact that like, as long as we're aligned with what we know to be the true to ourselves and, and, and based on what we've gathered to be true, you know, we're going to be fine. We're going to ride this out. And, uh, you know, history will look back on this. And, and I think we're going to be, we're going to be the ones that they're, that I'm not going to say win. you know, I don't know if there's winners and losers in this thing, but I think that, uh, you know, we'll definitely, uh, be on the right side of history. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, shoot James, man, any other final thoughts or anything? And then, of course, I want to give you opportunity to plug everything and uh, send our listeners to where they can. Yeah, I encourage people to go and, and check out the full interviews of the film, sign up for email updates, and, and donate to the film to, yep. to keep it going. And, um, I think it's the donations have really made this possible. Um, they've helped pay for it. It paid my expenses, you know, but I really haven't made anything doing it yet. So, so I encourage people to see the film, share it, sign up for email updates, donate to the project. And, um, and yeah, like just, just, uh, you know, just know that you're not alone. They, you, you know, they've isolated everybody, make them feel lonely and, and depressed, but like, you're not alone. Like everyone's, I get emails every day from people around the world who are like, you know, I, I, I thought I was crazy or I, I didn't, I, I, I was, I felt so alone and I saw your film and like, I have strength for it. So, um, just know that, 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 we're all in this together the, you know, don't listen to this. It's not a political issue. It's not about right, left. It's not about Trump or Biden. It's about like our, our freedoms, you know? And, and, and I think this is really one thing I've noticed through all this is like that I'm seeing people from all kinds of political perspectives in the resistance movement. It's like mm-hmm. people who are like um, coming at it from like really socialist backgrounds or libertarian, like, and then we're all meeting and, and talking about this issue of civil rights of like, of, of our basic freedoms. And I think it's, it's shaking everyone up to, to really see that. So that's what I try to do in the film is really educate people on like, well, what does it mean to be free? What does it come from? What, why is this so important? Cause Liberty is like, it's a political economic and, and, and social 
and spiritual question. It's like everything, you know, you own your own property and your body, but then that's also a legal issue and an ethical issue and, a, mm. and, and it's all this interrelated subject. So just <clears throat> having the opportunity to, <clears throat> to convey to the public that, you know, this, this kind of culmination of my, of my, of my knowledge and life's work and in, in, into, into this film has been really um, fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, and it really it really shines through, man. So it's it's a fantastic film. So yes, everybody, please go to planetlockdownfilm.com. Please support the film, and uh, you know if nothing else, please share it with your friends. It's a powerful piece, and I, and I know everybody will benefit from it. So James, thank man, you, yeah. thank you so much for being here today. We'll have to catch up. Uh, well, I'll, I'll see you at Flow Fest. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, you. All man. right, brother. We'll uh, have a good rest of the day, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Okay, great. Thank you. Huh?